Who dat? And welcome to the Who Dat Dish podcast, the podcast dedicated to bringing you everything New Orleans Saints as part of Fan Sided. Today is April 12th, 2018. We are exactly two weeks away from the NFL draft and one month into free agency. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. What's up, guys? Who dat? Welcome to season two, episode four, everybody. I'm your other host, Tyler Raymond. As Dayton just mentioned, this is the Who Dat Dish podcast, and we're glad you're here. So, we've got another great episode in store for you guys today. We'll be covering the latest news surrounding our favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, of course. We've got details for our upcoming extravaganza that we're going to be having a bunch of guests on, so look for, uh, forward to that. But all around, this is going to be a great episode. I can't wait to get uh, into it. How about you, Dan? Yeah, I'm really excited. The uh, I, I just want the draft to be here already. Uh, Me too. Let's going through all these mock drafts, going over all these prospects, uh, and, you know, all of the some of the needs being filled for the Saints changing our perspective on who to target. So it's going to be really interesting because I'm just excited to see what's going to go down. Me too, um, me too. Thursday night and, and exactly two weeks away. It's crazy. Uh, speaking yeah. of mock drafts, um, for articles of the week, I, I would love to plug uh, everything that Roy Anderson has been doing, uh, everything he's been updating, everything on com. the latest Saints news. So go to com. Check out all of the articles of the latest Saints news. Uh, and while you're there, check out my Mock Draft 1.0. It's called the Who Dat Dish Podcast 2018 Saints Mock Draft 1.0. Um, really quickly, the first two guys I selected are both offensive players. Uh, and I'm going to spoil it right now. But you can go uh, read the article. It'll also be in the description below. You can read the article and uh, see why I chose these guys. But uh, round one, pick 27, Dallas Goder, tight end out of South Dakota State. And uh, our, our third-round pick uh, would go to Frank Ragno, who is a guard-center combination out of Arkansas. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. go to whodaddish.com. Check that out. Yeah, it's a great draft. Believe me, I, I checked out myself, and I loved it. So Thanks, uh, you won't want to miss it, guys. But... Uh, let's, go, let's get into topic one. First of all, Tyler, how are you? I'm great, man. How are you? And not 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 too bad. Um, you go. Crazy stuff been going on in the NFL with uh, Jarvis Landry signing an extension with the Cleveland Browns. Maybe their luck is turning around. Uh, yeah. And with the draft coming up, all of these rumors about trades, trades that have already happened. Uh, it's a very yep. interesting time for the NFL. For the Saints, though, uh, they have actually been doing a lot of work this free agency period, and it, it's good to see them have cap room using it smartly uh not going over the limit uh spending it on uh players who you know and and it's no guarantee that none of these players will be bust but you know just gyrus bird comes to my mind and 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 other (laughs) poor signings we've had recently so it's very refreshing to see um um, good signings um and to add on to that this week actually as of yesterday officially uh chicago bears wide receiver cam meredith is actually now a New Orleans Saint because they signed him to an offer sheet. Uh, The Bears had a five-day window to match, uh, but they decided not to. Uh, They had tendered him twice, um, and uh, there's a lot of controversy surrounding how the Bears front office kind of handled the way uh, they Mm. tendered Cam Meredith because of the way that they could have saved money if they kept him the first time, Uh, but instead they decided to tender him again. Uh, making it even a worse deal and deciding not even to match that. Um, mm-hmm. 
And with recent comments made by Saints head coach Sean Payton that the team needed offensive help, some form of new threat was expected. Hopefully Cam Meredith is going to be good to go for training camp uh, due to um, some of the injuries that we're going to jump into. Yeah, but the crazy thing about it was, you know, nobody really expected Cam Meredith to leave. You know, uh, it's funny, Bears fans all over Twitter were freaking out. Uh, None of them really expected uh, Meredith uh, to leave the Bears. You know, he's actually from that Chicago area. But as far as the deal goes, it's for two years, and it's worth just under $10 million. So he's 25 years old at the moment, uh, Cam is. And he had a productive year with the Bears in 2016 before tearing his ACL. He had 66 receptions for just under 900 yards, and he compiled with that four touchdowns. So here's a question to you guys. and Let me start off with asking Dayton this question first. How do you think it helps the Saints now that we have a new receiver for Drew Brees to throw to? What do you mean, ask me for? I'm the only one here. Who else are you going to ask? <laughs> we can ask well, all the fans at home. They're listening. Think, all right, I guess, I guess. Okay, yeah, I guess yeah. you guys. They, they, they've already answered this in their head, though. But here's the thing. We need help uh, in the receiving core for the Saints, and that honestly is kind of an overstatement because of so, the, the, the talent that is actually surrounding Drew Brees right now. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's not so much greedy that uh, uh, the Saints need more wide receiver help. It's just how they play. It's just how the scheme is, just mm-hmm. how that offense runs. Uh, we need a, uh, a shifty slot guy, and, and with the unknown uh, surroundings of both Brandon Coleman and Willie Sneed, don't know if both of those guys will be back. If both of them do return and we also get a healthy Cam Meredith, that's, that's incredible. You Ooh, pair him up right. with Michael Thomas, Ted yeah. Jr., uh, get a tight end either in the draft or or maybe we, we trade for one or, or something like that or, or Kobe Fleener steps up or whatever it may be. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram out of the backfield. So Cam Meredith provides a lot. Of, if, if you watch him on film, he is just such a shifty guy. He was one of the most talented receivers for the Bears. He led them in almost every wide receiver statistical category back in 2016 with uh, yeah. Brian Hoyer and uh, I, I believe it was what Mike Glennon throwing to him. Now he's going to have Drew Brees, yeah. yeah. And that was with uh, Alshon Jeffrey on the team. Granted, he was hurt a little bit, but Alshon Jeffrey, a uh, really talented receiver. Um, and, and and Cam Meredith, he, he fights for extra yards. He does everything you want a receiver to do. He is a I, – if I could compare him to a, a similar NFL receiver, I would say he's he, he is really a bigger version of Julian Edelman almost. Uh, that might be an, an overstretch, but the way that the – uh, Bears used him in the offense with a lot of comeback screen catches and and uh, yeah. inside routes and hitches and stuff, but also using him deep downfield because sometimes they needed him as a number one wide receiver. That's Cam Meredith, so he's going to be able to be versatile and flexible for us, and I'm excited to see. Hopefully he is healthy uh, to come back and, and play a big role for the Saints next year because they, they do need some help there in the receiver core. They do. Yeah, they really do. And it's funny, I've actually got a couple quotes here I wanted to tell our audience here. About Cam Meredith, uh, him just speaking to local people and uh, about different topics. So the first one is actually uh, he spoke to a local ESPN Chicago radio station about his injury and how he's progressing. And he said that, I see myself being 100% for at least a season, he said. Training camp is my goal. I don't see any reason why I can't accomplish that. And then after coming to New Orleans, he uh, he spoke to someone on Twitter uh, who had a professional account. I don't remember her name. But he, uh, he told her, I'm geeked. Would have been cool to stay home, but that chapter is over. Got a Hall of Fame qu- quarterback now. So 
yeah. it sounds like he he's pretty giddy. I'm giddy too. Here's why. Let's talk about it. So, I I was doing a ton of research because of you know me. I I love seeing Drew Brees throw to people. I I can't wait for Cameron Meredith when he's healthy to get touchdowns in the end zone. It's gonna be awesome. But uh, the reason why the Saints signed him, they need slot slot help. You know, we had Willie Sneed. He's sort of just been uh, circling the toilet bowl, you know, at this point. But so uh, back in 2016, when Cameron Meredith had his breakout year, he actually played about 60% of his uh, reps in the slot. So what that tells us is, one, he's versatile. And two, he's good everywhere. You know, he has the frame. A lot of people, you know, Saints people that, uh, like Saints fans that like to make the comparison, have been calling him like a... Marcus Colston, you know, because he's got that long frame, the long arms. He could do it all. And uh, not to uh, overstay him by any means, he's not the greatest receiver ever. But what the Saints are looking for, what they need right now to improve as a team, he's got it. And another thing, too, is just how much he was used despite uh, the the inefficient play at quarterback, it just goes to show what the Saints are getting. And he's got a Hall of Fame quarterback now, so... And and Cam Meredith can be a number two receiver. He could be a Z receiver oh, and he could slide again into the slot. Um, but again, it's it's a contingency on his health. Is he going to... How well has he recovered from this? Because he tore two ligaments, ACL, yeah. MCL, in his knee. It's going to be... It's always tough, but... Um, the, 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 the I think the coolest thing about all this... And mm-hmm. what's very reassuring to me is that the current wide receiver coach uh, for the New Orleans Saints used to yep. be the wide receiver coach um, for the Chicago Bears. And he worked yeah. closely with uh, Meredith. And it seems like mm-hmm. he knows, obviously will know his game. And it seems like he believes Meredith is going to be recover from his uh, – Cur- Curtis Johnson is his name, by the way, yep. the the coach – uh, the wide receiver coach for the Saints. It seems like he's confident in Meredith's worth ec- worth work ethic to come back from this injury uh, and, yeah. and, and play at a high level for the Saints. So obviously there was intel there, helps out the Saints' decision, makes me more confident about this. Uh, I'm excited to see him on the field if if and and hopefully he he bounces back. Yeah, I am too. And you know the funny funniest thing uh, about this is, uh, Cam Meredith almost didn't make the Bears too. He was actually an undrafted free agent a while back. And, uh, you know, the wide receiver coach for the Saints, you know, was with the Bears. He actually made a case for him back then, and he's still making a case for him now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously Cam Meredith has shown up. He's shown how capable he is. But I can't wait for it either. You know what the funniest thing about it, too? Cameron Jordan actually reminded me about this. Uh, there are three players on the Saints now who all have first names with Cameron. Uh, Cameron Jordan, Cameron Meredith, and Cameron Tom are offensive linemen. But I wanted to ask you, Dan, what kind of impact do you think Cam Meredith makes on the Saints? Are we talking something here like on the verge of he's healthy, break out a thousand-year season, or maybe a guy that just gets a couple hundred yards here and there? What do you think? Um, just to kind of go back on what I've already said, he's going to be yeah, probably working out of the slot a lot um, and being the, the number two guy. So there's obviously a possibility um, that he – will get a lot of looks. I don't see him being close to a thousand yards because I do think more balls will be going to Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and maybe even Ted Ginn Jr. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you also have to spread it around to, to having Mark Ingram rush the ball, uh, the tight ends that we have, because we now have right now four tight ends on the books and we probably will 
have either the same four or uh, three of the four with another one coming in. Um, so uh, there's going to be a lot of balls, uh, a lot of passes from Drew Brees to go around. So um, yeah. I, I, I could see him getting to about, you know, a good seven to 800 yard season. Uh, I, I see that being uh, what, what I'm going to be expecting from Meredith. If he's healthy and is able to play in, you know, 12 of the 16 games, I'd be, I'd be very much happy with that. Uh, and he is yeah. on a, he's, he is on a really good contract. So overall his impact is his value for the team um, is going to be, is going to be great. I think. I, I think so too, man. And it's funny. I was going to ask you then over under, you know, if he uh, breaks out and eclipses his best year in Chicago. I think he does. I simply think uh, he hasn't had any setbacks. You know, some players have obviously come back from injury, haven't been the same. Some players have come back from injury and it hasn't stopped them. You know, look at Drew Brees, for instance. You know, look at how, you know, when he tore uh, his shoulder so long ago, he, he was fantastic for the Saints ever since. But um, my thing is with him, I think it is just me here. I think... It, you, he's one of those receivers that he will find him, himself open just about all the time. He will be the slot guy that will be the Mr. Reliable. He will be, I think, honestly, he's going to have those vintage Willie Sneed numbers, if not more, for the Saints this upcoming year. You look at what he's able to accomplish, especially with no quarterbacks. Now he actually has a pretty good one, uh, if you mind me saying, but... um. I think he's going to be the guy that is go-to for the Saints. I don't know. I just I've got a good feeling about this one. Maybe I'm being a little too optimistic. That's just me. But I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And you, what the funniest part is about this thing? This isn't the only move we've made in the past uh, week or so. You want me to tell you more? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it, man. So the Saints have already made plenty of moves, as we can see. Oh, Cam Meredith. They brought in guys on defense. Kirk Coleman. Mario Davis. They brought in guys on offense. Benjamin Watson, German Bushrod. But they keep on bringing in more guys. And we absolutely love it here at the Hoot at This Podcast. So the Saints brought back two more guys that were already with the team. It was linebacker Michael Maudie, who was famously known for, one, overcoming that uh, body issue. Correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember the exact name. Forgive me. Uh, but two, having the blocked punt against the Falcons. Uh, when Steve Gleason was in attendance for that game. So one for him. And two, they also brought back fullback Zach Line, who has pretty much replaced, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, do you remember? Uh, John Coon? Uh, yeah, John Coon. He re- pretty much replaced John Coon. He's been great ever since. He's been helping out the Saints a ton. But, um, yeah, what do you think of these signings, Dan? Do you think everything's going well with these guys? What do you expect them to do for the Saints now that they're back? Let's hear about it. What do you think, man? Special teams. Special teams. These guys will be uh, obviously helping out uh, in that department, uh, which is great. Malti is really kind of, at times, a special team standout for the Saints. We've seen it before, obviously, with that blocked punt uh, and, and some really nice tackles he has on, on, on punt returns and or uh, um, punts exclusively punts yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and, and kickoffs and whatnot. So um, I, you know, I don't know if they had to bring back these guys. It, it's, it, I, I bet you these guys are going to be cut, uncut, brought back uh, kind of like they did with Kuhn last year and a couple of other guys. But um, no, I'm glad to see them back. I think that they're both pretty good players and Zach line could be actually an important guy at the uh, uh, goal line for us. Um, him and Michael who man a wooey. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Um, and 
uh, uh, both of those guys are going to be blocking in the goal line for the Saints. So uh, he he could end up being playing a, a bigger role than we think just on special teams. So yeah, and I, I love it too. I think right now, you know, obviously, I think you actually were, were one of the main uh, people who were saying the Saints need to do a lot of things to keep depth. The Saints yeah. need to have a bunch of personnel, not just. Uh, for their starters, but for backup people in case of injuries. And I think this is that exact move. You know, you have Michael Motti, not the best linebacker out there, not the worst, the key special teams player, a gunner, a guy who, get, who can get down the field pretty quickly and make those impact plays for the Saints. I mean, look at Taysom Hill. Yeah. So he, he's not a starter, and he's on special teams creating awesome plays. You know, this is that kind of move that the Saints aren't exactly – it isn't that – bold, bold impact. We just shell out all the money for this guy, but it, it's this type of move that will help the Saints in the long run. Then you have, you know, like you said, Zach Line, a guy who could even get a couple of touchdowns next year, uh, could have a, a couple hundred receiving yards. You know, Drew Brees likes to get everybody involved. But what did you think, who do you think is going to make the bigger impact for, this, for the Saints going forward? Do you see on special teams Michael Motti uh, having more maybe tackles, maybe forcing some fumbles on special teams? Or do you see Zach Klein getting a couple touchdowns, getting a couple hundred receiving yards, maybe some rushing yards for the offense? Let's see what you think. Hmm. No, I, 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 it would probably be Michael Malti. And, yeah. again, going back on the depth thing, uh, we're, we're kind of unknown. We don't know who we're really going to target in the draft, so we don't know how much depth we're going to have uh, at linebacker. Obviously, we do have DeMario Davis yep. now, and we do run a three-safety set. With Kurt Coleman, that makes it takes a lot of bit, a little bit of the pressure off of these uh, linebackers as well. But we do have AJ Klein coming back, Alex Anzalone. Hopefully that he is healthy. Um, uh, and again, it's unknown about the draft. We might have some more guys coming in. The signing of Demario Davis. Uh, yeah. So I would say Michael Malti is probably going to have a bigger impact because of the possibility of him actually playing um, linebacker and and make its place for us much like Manti Teo did last year I don't know if Michael Malti will obviously get to that level but there's a possibility he has the opportunity to step up and play so I'd say Michael Malti right now there you go I, I agree you know I, I think he's a good player he's come back from a lot you know and I, I think he's one of those players that can slowly but surely you know uh, be a help for the Saints you know not exactly you know like a one type of impact but he he's one of those guys who say hey a nice play Malti you know or Hey, good tackle there, you know, but I, I'm glad we brought him back. You know, I, I'm a firm believer just like you are. And what was you know, your, that, uh, what was your over under for Cam Meredith, by the way? Oh, um, I, I said over, I think he's going to be, uh, well over 888 yards. And oh, okay. And wow. you said under, right? Yeah. I, 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 I didn't know that you had said, uh, 888 for the, and how, but how many catches, how many catches, what was it? 60. 66. Yeah, under. There's no way he can there, – there's no way. I mean, you like, Drew, Drew Brees passes the ball a lot, but Kamara and Thomas themselves will probably get close to 100 apiece. I'm going to do some research as we speak. But, I mean, uh, looking at all the numbers, with, you figure, okay, you have a reliable option now in the slot. Uh, I'll have to look it back a few years ago, but I have to check out how many receptions Willie Sneed was getting. Because you figure if he's healthy, he's good to go. He's a solid target, like better than Brandon Coleman, better than Willie Sneed. He's going to be getting at least vintage Willie Sneed numbers. So that's my take. All right. Um, he, I'm looking it up right now. Um, 2015. Uh, I, oh, okay, 2015, he had 69 catches, 984 yards. All right. Yeah, that's, All right. that's what I could see him getting. All right. I could. Okay. Okay. Well, 
that was also with uh i think that he was the number two at that time so yeah if, if cam yeah. meredith gets some more number two looks then yeah i could see that i, I, I could see, see him getting close. close to 70 it's funny um actually i thought of something last minute i forgot to include uh for this episode but we're gonna mention it anyways so before we get into uh something that the saints actually revealed that we'll be happy to announce for you guys in a second well, we actually have something a little bit controversial that um, Saints fans, some of them love it, some of them hate it. I think you know what I'm, ta- what I'm talking about, Dayton. That is the 2018 NFL Draft hat. So Woo! every year. <laughs> Why didn't it good. say who that? Oh, I, I, people were saying for copyright reasons. No, you're good. Lame, 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 lame. But uh, it's funny. Uh, I'm actually a firm believer of new era and you know, all the hats they make. I've actually, I'm looking at it right now. I've got a good, like, 20 Saints hats on my back wall in my mm. uh, bedroom. But, um, yeah, every every year, New Era makes uh, new hats, new Saints hats, new NFL hats, and that includes the draft hat. And most of the time, they're actually pretty good. This year, they weren't really. Let me pull up the photo. We can throw the photo up on Twitter for you guys yeah. later. We'll throw a poll if you like the photo or not. Please, or like the hat, please let us know. So the hat basically it comes in two different colors. It's got like a black a black hat with a, a light a light rim to it and, and white words Big Easy Football with the Saints logo. Then the other one that's a charcoal hat with a black rim or brim uh, with black words over, over top of the gray Big Easy Football. Then it has N O L A you know uh, which stands for New Orleans, New Orleans Louisiana on the inside, but. <laughs> What do you think, Dan? What do you think of this crazy hat, man? Uh, I mean, it's some. We're kind of lucky. Uh, we didn't. We didn't have the worst one. I think. I think. I think the worst one. There. There. There were two really bad ones. Both of them the out Panthers of the NFC. Really the Panthers of two states, two, two one, states team. one team. Nobody says that, and uh, their slogan is actually "Keep pounding." That's why I with know. the Saints, I thought that? maybe that's also a copyright issue. I don't. I thought the NFL owned all the stuff though. Like, yeah, it, it blows my mind that they don't. Um, but uh, Big Easy Football, that's not that's not terrible. I, I would have loved Houdad, obviously. But sure. for draft caps, really, honestly, I don't think words belong on the front of the draft cap. You can put those on the back. You can have, like, a little emblem on the back yeah. uh, towards the bottom. But on the front should just be the logo. There should be something cool on the bill or something. A cool, like, backdrop, uh, cool colors or something, like Color Rush draft cap. That would be yeah, really that cool. Would... Something like that with, with maybe Big Easy Football and writing on the on the bottom um, the cool. back of the hat, something like that. Yeah. This is just kind of cheesy. It's kind of lame, but uh, yeah. I still think mm. I don't know. Still kind of looks fresh. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like this. Sort of, I'm looking at the hats right now. Oh, so my, logos... don't mean to interrupt. I forgot to mention oh. the other team was the Vikings. Protect the North. Also, yeah, isn't their slogan Skull. Yeah, they should have done Skull. That's their. Are you kidding me? They have a huge stadium that always you know claps and yeah. practically screams Skull. You know and. Some of the other ones, you know, the Patriots do your job. It's sort of weird. How is it the Bengals always seem to get who day, but the Saints can never get who that? Yeah. Obviously, who that's better than who day. Like, right. I just don't get it. And the Falcons had Rise Up. The Falcons had Rise Up, and the Cardinals had Rise Up Red Sea. That, that's weird. But I do sort of like, though, how um, if you look at the, the front of the hat, uh, you have the logo, which sort of like, like merges a bit with the text so the text like if you have like uh saints in it or something uh, it's not full text like a, a part of it is sort of like miss uh missing so it can fit the logo it's sort of like that 
but um, it's just sort of interesting. And yeah. I, the only thing I know about is whoever the Saints end up picking at 27, I, I'll be having screenshots of my phone, regardless of what hat they're wearing. Yes, sir. My new, my new header on Twitter, it, it's whoever we're drafting at 27. There you go. Uh, I don't blame him. I just have to change it to mine, too. But, yeah, the Chargers, Super Chargers, that's really weird. Ravens flock for the Ravens. It, hail to the Redskins. Redskins, it, it's just, no, it, it's, it's hail, hail to the Redskins, They that's H-T-T-R. That's, that's actually, that's a good one. That's that's their actual slogan. Hail yeah. to the Redskins is their actual slogan. Dolphins, Raider Nation, Niners. It literally just says Niners. It I doesn't know. even have it. <laughs> Monsters of the North or Midway. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good one. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, but um, uh, let's move on to our next top- topic, shall we? This one's all yours, Dan. Uh, what fabulous news do- does the Saints have to announce that we are proud to announce on this awesome podcast? So uh, it, it took a while, and I think currently it's also yeah. taken a while for the uh, any of the schedules to come out, more specifically these preseason schedules, but it has been announced. We know who are we playing, but we know who we're playing. Uh, yep. Week one. Uh, we are going to be playing at the Jaguars. Week two, we host Ooh. the Arizona Cardinals. Week three, we head to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. And then week four, we host the other L.A. team, uh, the Los Angeles Rams, who look to be um, pretty scary. The one against the Chargers <laughs> will be televised on CBS, so you guys will be able to watch that. You'll be able to listen on local radio as well online. You can probably find some radio streams. Um, but, yeah, we're excited to announce the 2018 preseason schedule for the New Orleans Saints. I'm really excited to see these guys. The Saints also play the Rams in the regular season, so there are rumors since it is the last game they'll probably rest up everybody um, just so that teams don't have any tape on their starters. And also, since it is the last game of the preseason, it is smart to rest guys up and, and get them ready for the regular season. Uh, what do you think of these games, Tyler? Uh, when you look at the schedule, what comes to your mind about all four of these games? Well, they usually say that week three, you know, is a game that, you know, if your starters play a drive, it's that game. So I'm looking forward to the Phillip Rivers versus yeah. the Drew Brees. That's me. This is my thing. The first time, actually, when I saw this, and I found out later about the, the televised game, this is probably this is my hunch, but I think I'm right here. Hopefully, I'm right. Do you think the reason why they gave the Saints a televised preseason game is because the Saints had a winning record and won the division and won a playoff game this past season? Yeah, they're going to be interesting. And also, I, I I do think people have interest in the Chargers, and because they are in the LA market, it is even though they're not selling out seats, they're in the LA market. CBS would like to target that. Fox would like to target that. Um, and it's also a very interesting cross-conference um, matchup. Um, I'm more surprised that we're not seeing the Texans or the Patriots on the schedule. Usually the Saints are always practicing with them and then playing them. Uh, we did play the Chargers a season ago. Uh, I'm really excited to see us go up against the Jaguars. Um, great defensive team. It'll be kind of a test for our starters at first, get a feel. I mean putting their toes in the water and then they're they're just pretty much jumping right in with the jaguars because of that really talented defense even though it's it's only going to be for two or three series uh yeah. if that so uh it'll, it'll be interesting to watch i'm excited but um yeah I, I do think our success last year had something to do with getting a televised game as well that's what i was thinking you know because i saw you know obviously you know nfl on twitter likes to post photos and um you know 
uh, likes to tweet about things, especially big news like the preseason games being announced, I was looking at it, I'm like, wait, the Saints never, uh, because, well, their third photo win was the preview of Week 3 matchup Saints-Chargers. I'm like, wait, this never happens for the Saints. They never post anything about the Saints unless it's a local reporter writing how they have a joint a practice with the Texans or Patriots. So right. I figured... It was it was a hunch, but I figured, watch. Now that the Saints are actually good, they're actually going to start to get, uh, they're going to actually start getting attention towards them. And I'm fine with that because the world needs to know how good of a team the Saints are. But that's just yeah, me. yeah. I, I'm happy for that. You know, is, I absolutely am. It is enjoyable, and it's going to be fun to watch them. Uh, is there anything we should really particularly watch for as as fans? Anything we should look out for because. Obviously, the Jaguar is going to be good. This offense against their defense. Cardinals, who knows who they're going to pick in the draft. They have Sam Bradford now. Still have Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, kind of an interesting matchup there. New head coach. Who knows? Uh, Chargers will be televised. Breeze against Rivers. Probably a majority of the starters will be playing in that game. It'll be interesting. And the Ram Saints will be a lot of backups, but it's still Ram Saints uh, mini preview uh, or, or a pho preview of, of what's coming into the future. Uh, but what is there to look out for mainly? I, I was going to say, first and foremost, whoever is pick number 27 for the Saints, yep. obviously want to see him in action, see how he's doing. Uh, pray no injuries, of course. I remember a few years ago when I went to training camp, uh, you know, pretty similar preseason, uh, Sheldon Rankins broke his fibula, so that wasn't mm. pretty to see. Yeah. But, um, you know, pray no injuries. I, I say look out for players that were uh, that we are known to, then maybe we would expect something more of. A couple of names come to mind. Uh, Dalvin Bro, if he comes back, maybe you know, see him come back to form if he's with the team. Trey Hendrickson, a defensive end who I'm a big fan of. I'd love to see him make a second year, you know, uh, foot right through the door, progress, you know, foot forward, uh, you know, into helping the team. Just players like that, you know. Yeah. Maybe uh, PJ Williams to see how he's doing. You know, just a few players like that and. Uh, a few offensive linemen, maybe like Landon Turner, a few players who have sort of been on the team for a long time. And, you know, I would love to see um, make a step in the right direction because, you know, if any position that we need to address and we need to see how our depth guys are doing in case of injuries, uh, offensive line would definitely be one of them. But that's my take, man. Yeah. Uh, do you have any for you or no? Yeah, you summed it up really well, especially the whoever right. we pick at 27 and really whoever we end up drafting. I really want to see Me what too. they're going to bring to the table for the team and, and whether or not they're actually going to stay on the squad. Uh, so it'll be interesting. And another thing, too, you know what was crazy about it? Last year, uh, you know, I don't think there was too much hype going about it, but you saw a lot of, like, glimpses at what we, what we eventually saw in the regular season. You mm-hmm. saw... Marcus Williams, who uh, had a pretty good alley, I believe, in the preseason. Alvin Kamara got a few reps here and there and impressed as usual, you know, and then he did in the regular season, too. So maybe put two and two together. If I see players, you know, good players we drafted do well in the preseason, you know, probably expect them to do well in the regular season, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though. I I definitely am. Me, too. um, The draft is going to be so exciting, man. Yeah, I'm so speaking, pumped for the draft. I was going to say, speaking of which, you couldn't have uh, transitioned any better, bud. But we've actually got some big news here at the Who Read This Podcast. Is how you guys about uh, a little bit of self-advertising here. But uh, first and foremost, actually check our Twitter first at the WDD Podcast to keep in touch with everything that we're doing with this, just everything in general. But 
Uh, Dayton and I are super thrilled to announce. I'm actually giddy because I cannot wait in about two weeks for this to happen. I cannot wait. We are excited to announce uh, that the Who That This podcast, Draft Show Extravaganza, the first annual, is coming to form, guys. We cannot wait to share you all of our draft coverage, our draft show, all the amazing guests. Speaking of, these are the guests that are pretty much confirmed that we want to welcome you onto the show. You know familiar faces, Sean Williams and Alan Ulrich from uh, their uh, their podcast, the Under the Dome podcast. We have Who That This Crew, a few people there, you know, Roy Anderson, our editor, a bunch of people there, Tony Twilly, a bunch of guys that we cannot wait to have them back on to talk about the draft. Or you'll be having familiar faces. I, I literally cannot contain my excitement. I'm so excited about this, guys. We have Mark George, also known as... Uh, at on Twitter at m underscore george five and Charlie, you know him best as uh, Saint Charlie on Twitter. We've got new faces too that I can't wait to um announce. We've got Jordan Carter, also known as on Twitter at Carter underscore era twenty two. We have other guys uh, at who is Jay Maple, Matt Snetty and Jake White, uh, also known on Twitter. <laughs> so many people, I I can't believe we're actually having this, but um. At the underscore Snetty and True Who Dat 12. It's going to be insane. <laughs> I'm going to let Dan talk for a bit because I'm long winded here. Yeah. But Dan, I'm excited. That's that's a lot of names. That's a lot of guests that we're going to have <laughs> it's on. Like it's going to be people. like four or five part series. It's going to be it's going to be fantastic. That's that's what the draft is. It's I mean the draft itself is three days long. The the first round takes place for like four hours, even though each each team technically has five minutes. Uh, but it lasts uh, five. five uh, it, it's crazy. It 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 lasts forever. So uh, we might as well do as many podcast episodes as we can get. Get as many opinions as we can because yeah, we this is going to be a Super Bowl year possibly for the Saints. So this draft is pretty important to get the depth and even possible starters, especially how well the Saints drafted a season ago. So it's going to be big. We're really excited to do this. Of course, I'm excited. Uh, and I know Tyler's excited. He just oh yeah, I'm getting mad. He just and he just winded himself talking about it. I usually never get winded. That's the funny part. But I just kept on uh, reading all the names. I'm like, woo, that got to me. But um, you know, of course, it's not a better uh, podcast host to do it with. So obviously, I have to give props to you, Dan. But um, yeah, guys, it, it's gonna be great. We can't wait to share this with you. We can't wait to have it. Our first annual uh, a few weeks ago, Dan and I were talking, and you know, the draft is a big thing. And I thought of it, I'm like, man, we need to do something big, something that emulates, reflects this show, something that we can, you know, give out to people that we we can say we are proud to have this. We are proud to have these mock drafts, these mock draft simulators, these conversations, these debates, everything for you guys. So I'm super excited and happy to finally, like, have a formal introduction, a formal announcement for it. And... This, by, by the way, guys, will probably be our last podcast until the show, which is going to take place sometime between uh, the 20th of April to the 25th of April, just a few days before the draft. So look forward to that, though. But, yeah. <laughs> Any closing remarks for you, Dayton, though? Uh, hopefully we can get an episode out, like, the 19th or the 20th. And then Maybe. Uh, we yeah. can get, like, three or four more out uh, before the, the draft, which is on the 26th. Also, you should follow me because i know i will be periscoping it won't be for the hood at dish podcast periscope but on twitter uh you can go through my periscope but also if you just search on periscope 
at Dayton underscore Brown underscore, or just search Dayton Brown. Uh, you mm-hmm. can find me on Periscope because I will be Periscoping the first round. Uh, some of my reactions. It, it, it was it was a big success last year. I had about 150 people watching it uh, at the peak of it. So uh, and and it was a lot of fun to to watch all that unfold. So uh, yeah, follow me on there. Follow me on Twitter. But I'm I'm really excited for this man. So, and another thing too, I actually thought about. I wasn't sure if I was going to do it, but you know what? You said that I'm going to do it. So uh, I'm going to do Periscope myself, guys. Too. Uh, we'll get into the where to follow us and everything later but just keep an eye out for our twitter and stuff you know the draft is such a big event we want to you know have as much interaction with you guys as possible we love this stuff we know you do too so look forward to that but shall we conclude our fantastic uh you know outros as always dean mm-hmm. yeah let's do it all right buddy so thanks so much guys for tuning in to another fantastic episode episode four season two we appreciate you guys listening we appreciate you guys sticking around two seasons in for us. If you're new, feel free to subscribe everywhere. Feel free to follow us. Feel free uh, to like it. You know, everything you could do possibly to help support us and what we do, we appreciate it. So uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, first and foremost, at the Who uh, the Who Dish Podcast, at the WDD Podcast. Make sure to follow Dayton Brown, my good buddy, on the other side of the mic. Oh, Dayton, by the way, while you're here, how are your uh, Portland Trailblazers doing, bud? Woo! Oh, yeah, that's what I should that's what I should mention. So a lot of you New Orleans Saints fans listening are also New Orleans Pelicans basketball fans. Well, I am a Portland Trailblazers fan, so uh, if you do follow my Twitter, I will be in support of the Trailblazers because I am a Blazers fan. Nothing against the Pelicans or anything. Uh, it's going to be a great series. Super excited. We're the three seed. The six seed are the Pelicans. Super talented with Anthony Davis and whatnot. But we got Lillard. We got McCollum. We got Nurkic. Uh, I think we're going to be okay. I'm super excited to see this unfold. Um, so go Blazers. But, uh, yeah, again, follow, follow me on Twitter because I will be tweeting about basketball. And if you want to talk basketball with me, go ahead. I do already have some Pelicans basketball fans following me uh, because they are mutual Saints fans with me. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, he, he is a multi-sport uh, Twitter person, guys. So go check him out at Dan underscore Brown underscore. Make sure you go check me out at Raymond Tyler. I'm, I'm not too big on basketball, but I always like to mention that with Dayton because I know he is. Make sure you go check us out on YouTube. Just search the Who That Dish podcast. iTunes. Just search that too. And Blog Talk Radio, the main website where we post uh, these podcasts. Where you can also search those and listen to it there. Just search, you know, the Who That Dish podcast and uh, make sure to check out Fanside. We appreciate everything that they do to have us uh, to host this podcast. It's insane. Uh, the website that we wait for, uh, we didn't really mention that much today. But make sure you go check that out. Who that dish? They also have a Facebook page. But thanks so much, guys. Uh, we appreciate all the love and support. So Yeah, and we're excited for the future episodes and the draft yes, show extravaganza. Be sure to look out for that. Follow us everywhere you can to be up to date. Uh, again, today is April 12th, 2018. We thank you so much for tuning in today. We'll talk to you guys soon. And as always, who dat? Who dat?